listening to the Sea Desire of Movies. My name is Colin. I'm the Sea with me uh, back from his holidays. It's Zijan the Z. Hello, Zijan. Hello, I'm back. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. And jet like per usual. Yep. Um, we uh, we had a great time without you, me and Rich. Um, you always have a great time without me, Colin. Sorry. But you do miss me. Of course I do. Of course I do. Uh, we did our, our top 10 films. <laughs> no one else edits this podcast anyway. No, I, I, no Rich didn't offer to edit it. Um, we did our top 10 uh, films beginning with letter R. Uh, turns out Rain Man is the best film beginning with letter R. Conclusive. Uh, when you asked the question on Facebook, I was actually considering putting something down, but then I just realised it's a tough list. It's a very, so very tough list. So you didn't bother. That's, exactly. That's the kind of dedication yeah, I've come to expect as the years have gone by. <laughs> I was on holiday, that's my excuse. Fair enough. Uh, today, uh, today we're, we're doing a, a suggestion based on a, on a listener uh, suggestion. But that's a terrible sentence. For the first time ever, actually. I think so. I think so. So we're going to be talking about uh, films based on TV series, um, with a wow. bit of a twist. Uh, we've also, uh, we've also, we've also seen from here to eternity. Hopefully, I know I have. Uh, we've got a quiz on the Wachowskis films brackets, not the Matrix, and much, yep. much more. I said, what? Oh, wow. I said that so quickly. You say that, right, Colin? So quickly, even though time to join me on the much, much more. Um, there isn't much, much more. There's not much more, but we start with the news, and uh, I'm sure, uh, whilst you've been away, you've had your ear to the ground, Zijan. I'm sure that yes. I'm sure that you've got some hot scoops to give our audience about Hollywood. Is that, why, why are you selling this like this, Colin? Because I, um, I know in advance that you haven't. <laughs> I'm just setting I, I'm up going to start... I'm going to start now. Uh, I'm going to start, especially because I know that I have uh, very few news out there oh, yeah. in the past couple of weeks. So at least I have something to contribute in this podcast. Uh, the first one is is that there's going to be a face off remake. Yes. Yeah, that, that's how 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 well my my news. That's, that, that's is. top of my list. That's what I, what I find fascinating about this is that they've described it as a reboot, and it's like I thought you only kind of rebooted franchises. This isn't a fran. This is one film. This is this is definitely a remake. This is, you know, well, they're probably going to want to make a face-off trilogy. But. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, the first film it was uh, directed by John Woo and starred Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. It was very, it was weird. I like that film a lot. I mean, it's. It, I know many people do as well. It's very weird, but I think it's great. Yeah, uh, for for those of you who don't know the storyline, uh, they switch faces. Oh, yeah, literal switch faces, uh, and no one and could tell yep, the difference. Because apparently, <laughs> Nicholas Cage with John Travolta's face, his wife doesn't, or fact, vice versa, his wife doesn't recognise the the fact that his body is completely different. For example, <laughs> just yep. only looks at the face. And uh, John Travolta, I think, at the time was somewhat bigger than Nicholas Cage size wise. So, mm. anyway, yeah. it's happening again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you you do have to make some leaps of uh, imagination so, before watching this film. Uh, so they haven't announced any casting. Um, have you ha- have you had any ha- had any thoughts about who you'd like to see switch faces? Uh, I'm, I'm not so sure whether I want to see this film. Okay, today, you know? fine. Yeah, I know, I know. We should do a Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill face off. Uh, yes, and then just to make it even weirder that no one could tell. <laughs> that would be like, brilliant, wouldn't it? Because Jonah Hill, I mean, he he goes up and down a way, but he's there. Actually, Channing Tatum. Jonah Hill's a good foot shorter than Channing Tatum, isn't he? I think that's gonna. Can this be the next Jump Street series? I hope. Jump Street slash Face Off. Let's do it. Let's do this. Or do do because Jump Street was gonna go into Men in Black. Do a Tommy Lee Jones Will Smith face transplant. That would... that, that will work. <laughs> yeah. That would. Yeah. It's a, it's a little bit Justin Trudeau. Um, what else have we got? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, Michael Fassbender is in talks for um, the film Next Goal Wins, which will be Taika Waititi project, um, which is based on I think it's oh, is it American Samoa, basically uh, uh, one of the world's worst football teams. Just uh, it's based, there's a documentary about them, and this is kind of a fictionalised uh, film of the same story of just following them as as they try and score slash win a game. I think it was them. Uh, yeah. they, I think it's American Samoa, but they're um, in the Australasian. Uh, qualifiers and they're just losing games 20 nil or 30 nil or so. So, uh, so Michael Fassbender I think is in, in talks to play the coach I think he's, his days of playing the star striker are probably behind him mm. uh, yeah, so Taika, okay. Taika Waititi is keeping busy so that, but that's uh, next up on his plate I think 
Yep, yep. There's lots of uh, films coming up, actually. Mm, so. Jojo Rabbit is getting a rapturous response, which I wasn't expecting. Mm. Are you going to watch that? Yeah, probably. yeah, I think I'll watch it. I, it seems to me it could be kind of a huge misstep. I mean, it's kind of things that I... The kind of oh, he had a couple of films that very well received, so he decided he'd play Hitler in a comedy, and you think that just—it's like the producers. It's literally <laughs> the same storyline. Um, so I, I, it struck me as kind of a hubristic failure, but it seems to be getting great results. So, uh, okay, you watch you know, it? it's not out yet, is it on cinemas? Uh, no, no, it's gone. It's done festivals. I think it was, uh, I think it was at Toronto. But, uh, you like Scarlett Johansson anyway? I do like Scarlett Johansson. Um, I. I'd, I've liked Taika Waititi's films so far, so... To, to, to a certain extent, though. Well, it's uh, Hunt for the World of People and, and Thor Ragnarok, I thought, were both great. And I've not seen What We Do in the Shadows, so... Ah, okay. Uh, are you pausing here so that I can chime in with a piece of news of my own? Yes, that's what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> so, I did mention before this podcast that um, I've written two lines uh, in my spreadsheet. Were they both, were they both about the same news item? <laughs> <laughs> Well, my second line uh, goes something like this. Okay. I'm quoting co- uh, exactly what I've written down. The Russos are keen to direct more MCU films. <laughs> Full stop. That's why I've written down there. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I know. It's been a very sad two weeks. Um, and it's not because I've been on holiday, right? but it's actually, I, I've been going through the news and it just hasn't been I've, anything. I've got five more pieces of news, Asian. Five more are they more interesting than what I've put in down, that I've written down though? Uh, yes, I think so, because that's not interesting at all. Because <laughs> <laughs> presumably someone just said to them at some Q&A, would you like to direct more MCU films? And they went, yeah, probably. Yeah, because, you know, they pay me a lot. Um, fine, here we go. Uh, now, speaking of the MCU, Phase 5, rumours have it we're going to get the Cosmic Ghost Rider. Um, this moves me on to one of my favourite parts of the, the podcast, Adrian. It's one of my least favourite parts of this podcast. <laughs> you should, you know, this kind of things you should warn me about I, beforehand. I, that's the thing I enjoy, just not, not warning you. I name a character and say, Adrian, tell me about the Cosmic Ghost Rider. So the Cosmic Ghost Rider is... I can't even make this up. On you can almost, almost hear the googling. Um <laughs> Well, I, I didn't go to improv classes like you did, Colin. Mm. Uh, so Ghost Rider, uh, as you'll know from the film Ghost Rider and the sequel, Ghost Rider 2, um, Ghost with a Vengeance, or not, uh, is an MCU, he's kind of an undead, fiery motorcyclist, is that? That's pretty much yeah. it, yeah. You summed it up very nicely. Um, and I believe there's a cosmic one, who apparently is already featured in um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but they're kind of pretending that's not true. Uh, anyway, so that, that might be what we're getting. Uh, it seems to be going very cosmic anyway. Obviously, Captain Marvel, uh, the Eternals. So, uh, That's why it's hating, though. Nicolas Cage but, and his uh, holiday on a spaceship thing. So. Yeah, the probably more cosmic stuff is, is, is just a lot more CGI effects. Um, and it, it runs the risk of being too far out there that, you know, we lose any sense of, you know, grounding I think, that MCU I think has. you're right. I mean, Guardians managed to do it, so so I do believe in them. But you're right; I think when it goes too planetary. Yeah, I mean, like, do 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 we really care if some other planet in the world gets destroyed? We don't. Not 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 as much as we wow. like to think we do. You, it's true, you, though. You planetist. This it, is a- it is true. What was wasn't uh, didn't Thanos destroy the entire planet to get the power stone? I can't remember which planet it was. Um. Yeah, maybe. He did, right? The power stone yeah. was located was it on the planet. Was it? No, that was the other one. Um, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. I've, do, you, I've... do you shed a tear of that for that, Colin? Do you shed a tear for Glenn Close? She was in there on the planet, remember? <laughs> uh, I did not. No, I didn't. No, yeah, you, exactly. You're right. I didn't care. Um, it's kind of like when they destroy the Sydney Opera House. I don't, I don't care. It's a long way away. Yeah, like, very far. Like. Very far. Speaking of, uh, speaking of Australia... Um, Margot Robbie is going to be producing and possibly starring in an adaptation of Tank Girl. Uh, I don't know anything about Tank Girl. Do you know anything about Tank Girl? <laughs> I've, done, uh, I've done it again. Hold on, Two in a row. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, yeah, hold on. I, Give me. Oh, yeah. I, I can't type very quickly no, you, while, while I'm speaking. At least you're editing this It's. About a girl that drives a tank. Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's what it says on the, on the Wikipedia page. I'm not going to guess. 
Um, more news of sorts. Uh, Jurassic World uh, released a short film, um, which is kind of tied us over until the next one. Uh, oh, yeah, I saw that. It's Colin Trevenor, right? Yeah, he's a, he directed the uh, Jurassic World, and he didn't direct Fallen Kingdom, but he's back on for the third one. He also directed, you say, this... this uh, it's like a 10-minute film on YouTube. Uh, I didn't know the third film was happening. Mm. I thought it was just uh, speculation at this point. Cause, I mean, the second film wasn't great by any means, especially compared to the first one. So Yeah, I think I think he's I think it's been announced. I'm pretty sure it has. Okay, okay. I must have missed that then. Um yeah, I so the, I mean the idea for this one, if you've watched Trust of Fallen Kingdom, you'll know at the end lots of dinosaurs get released in the world and, and clearly the the building up for uh, the world is overcome by dinosaurs. Uh, and this short film is is a family being attacked by a couple of dinosaurs um whilst on holiday in a in a caravan. So, so we won't see uh, Chris Pratt's character and Bryce Dallas Howard's character again, then. I think we will. I think uh, this this short. They're not in this short film, but I think that's just this is just to kind of lay the groundwork and say this is. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Like. I get it. Uh, so I don't think we'll see this family unless we see a cameo, maybe. But, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's all nonsense, isn't it? Um, so <laughs> at the end of the last one, they released what ten dinosaurs? Maybe <laughs> it was not a large number of dinosaurs, um, and realistically if they were going to destroy the world or, or kill anyone they'd be shot in five minutes um it's so this idea that they, there's nothing that humanity can do about being overrun by dinosaurs strikes me as a very shaky premise um nothing i saw in this short film made me feel different so there you go <laughs> okay um michael uh, michael Jordan is in a film called Without Remorse which is an adaptation of a Tom Clancy novel and Jimmy Bell has just joined him in that the, um... so it's a reunion it is isn't it it's a Fantastic Four reunion I don't think they like to be yeah, recognised as that no? I suspect they won't uh, yeah. they won't be uh, publicising it as the Fantastic Two um, uh, don't know much about that but uh, that's happening and the only Tom Clancy films I've seen are the Jack Ryan series but um, he's done others uh, and very famous people quote want to remake the princess bride okay i think we can end on that then cool um do it if you want i don't care <laughs> <laughs> we know that uh we move on then to our, our next segment to see or not to Z, uh where we tell you the listener about films that we have recently seen and tell you whether you should see them or not zed them uh zijan while you were flying around the world yeah did you get the opportunity to watch any films Yes, I saw some films on the plane, which I'm going to say for a later date. Uh, but I'm going to say that I saw It Chapter 2, where I oh, came back yes. a few days ago. Yeah, so I saw the first chapter. When did you become uh, so so able to watch horror films, Ejan? This is a... Well, when you say I was able to watch <laughs> It Chapter 2, I, I really meant that I watched part of the films and spent the other part looking at Fix It, Fixly, Fixedly, on a corner of the film. Right. Yeah, it's, 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 it's wonderful what, you know, um, focusing can help. Okay. <laughs> when it comes to avoiding certain scenes yeah, so in horror Sometimes films. I just take my glasses off, that seems to do... Yeah, yeah, that, that helps trick, a lot. Yeah. Blur, blurred visions. Yeah, you know, I always think that having glasses is a bad thing, but, you know, having poor vision is a bad thing, but, you know, it, it does help. It has some advantages, yep. yep. I know, I know. Uh, so, it, Chapter 2, directed by Andy Muschietti and stars Jessica Chastain and James McAvoy who plays the adult versions of the kids uh, in it, Chapter 1. Yeah, for those who don't know, it is based on a Stephen King film, uh, Stephen King film, Stephen King novel, uh, where the citizens of Maine, as always, Maine. is terrorized by a shape-shifting monster, um, but who usually goes uh, as a clown called Pennywise. So in the first one, he, he was terrorizing some kids. And now he's yep, terrorizing those kids 27 years later. Exactly. Because the kids thought that they've destroyed it, but he was just lying dormant until he reappears again 27 years later. Um, so, uh, I did enjoy the first film a lot. Uh, it's, you know, it, it has its quirks and it was very scary at bits. Um, the second film is not as good as the first film unfortunately um there there were some additional characters um in this film that did not add um anything to the film i know why they've added it so the main characters um james mcavoy um 
um, his character has a wife um, in the film and in the book and Jessica Chastain's character has a husband as well uh, an abusive husband in the film and in the book um, in the book they, these characters have a lot of things to do and they form part of the main storyline but it seemed like the director wanted to edit them in, but didn't want to include them in the overall arching storyline. Also, they they just put them in in the beginnings, right. <laughs> in the beginning scenes. So it felt like mm, there was no point in having them whatsoever. You know, just adding random characters just for the sake of it, especially for such a long film. As we've mentioned before, this is possibly the longest horror film hmm. ever filmed. It was way too long. This went on for 169 minutes. It could have been cut down many places. Yeah. So. Uh, it's it's a shame uh, that it you know it didn't it's not as good as the previous one but I think um, it car- it pulls it off in a way that it has good actors so that helps a bit but still a little bit more disappointing compared to the previous film. Okay, because Empire gave this five stars, but um, but pretty much everywhere else was fairly mediocre on it. So uh, yeah, so. This, I I feel that's a bit meh. Okay. Um, I watched a film called Mid Nineties, uh, which uh, came out earlier this year i think it may have come out last year in america i'm not sure uh which is jonah hill's directorial debut um it's obviously set in the mid 90s it's about a, a kid who he's probably ooh, i don't know 12 or something like that um uh he starts well, he joins a group of skateboarders basically joins a skateboarding gang uh he's got an older brother played by uh, lucas hedges and a young mother played by Catherine waterston uh, but he's kind of thing i guess a bit on the outside until he joins this gang and gets to know the uh you guys know the people in it and basically is trying to aspire to be this cool skateboarding kid uh and that's about it really it's, it's not um it's not overburdened with plot you kind of get the uh, the, the ways that they go off the rails a bit so some kind of drinking problems uh car crash some of them um more ambitious than others uh so you get it's kind of very nice character driven i suppose and that um there's a kind of an um, older well no, he's, he's probably still only 17 or 18 or something but it's kind of more of a mentor character as well and, and you see the relationships with the family uh i think it shows a lot of promise i think um for it's not necessarily what you'd expect from a from a directorial debut from jonah hill uh, obviously he made his name in super bad and, and kind of comedies like that and this is not like i mean there are jokes but it's not a comedy as such but he's gone very far from comedy, hasn't he? When was the last comedy film yeah, that he's from Jonah Hill? No, you're, you're right. The, probably the Jump Street series, isn't it? I guess so, yeah. He's doing more kind of yeah. Scorsese and that kind of stuff now, isn't he? But, yeah. Uh, so that makes sense. Uh, it's very, very low budget. So I think he funded it himself. Or I'm not sure if that's true or not. But it's, it's kind of low budget indie rather than calling on favours. And, and while, yeah, Lucas Hedges and Catherine Waterston are, are, are fairly big names, they're not kind of like A-list. Uh, necessarily well, well, well they're getting there though I mean yeah. in terms of young actors they... yeah in fact I'm slightly surprised Lucas Hedges took it because uh, there's very little for him to do as the older brother character and he does it ah. fine um, so I don't know when he signed on for this but yeah they're, they're both part of the reason I got actually is because they're, um, they're both very good actors um, yeah it's very enjoyable I think it's it's um, kind of I think he wrote it as well and, and it shows kind of s- some signs of being early and that he maybe threw a few too many things at it that didn't go anywhere so you get the, the kid kind of self-harms a few times and okay and then that's never really addressed you don't really see any more of that anything literally the three instances combined probably took about a minute of screen time and, and you could get rid of that minute without affecting the story at all I think so I, stuff like that I think um, he'll learn discipline as he goes on uh, Jonah Hill but yeah definitely uh, worth a watch I think And uh, do you watch it on Netflix? Uh, I got the DVD so I, okay yeah. um, I, I don't know how it did I, I don't think it did particularly well at the box office it's probably more of a kind of player festivals kind of film and, ah uh, fair enough but, uh, uh, but yeah worth worth a watch okay um, we move on then to our, our main segment of of the day this is, uh, let me, this is a suggestion from uh, from our listener our listener, the one listener we have, uh, from listener Thomas Meehan, or Meehan, apologies if I've uh, pronounced your name wrong there, Thomas. Um, hey Thomas. Thank you for your suggestion. So his, uh, I will read what he wrote to us. Hi, I have a theme suggestion, movies based on or in continuity with TV shows. Uh, he even helpfully gave us some examples, um, Batman, Mask of the Phantasm, Doctor Who the movie, Turbo, a Power Rangers movie, Pokemon the first movie. I have seen none of those. Um, I've seen the first Pokemon film. Nice, yes. Um, <laughs> that's not... I mean, no, we can talk about it. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, ones that we have seen, um, but also to give a little bit of a twist... Um, 
talk about TV series that we would like to see film versions of. Um, so let's start off with the ones we have seen uh, and, and whether they, whether they worked or not, because my, my, my feeling is usually they don't. Um, so the thing with turning TV series into films is one of the ways that, you know, when, when movie studios run out of ideas and they see something that, ah, oh, look, this, this used to have a popular fan base or this is now currently having a very huge fan base. Let's turn it into a film and, you know, just hijack those fan base and make some money from it. That, that's what yeah, most uh, yeah, films based on TV fun. series feel like. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's easy money, isn't it? So why not? Why not do that? Um. And the, the the problem you get, I think, is that they've, they've honed it into this kind of this. It's a half an hour or an hour uh, format, and when yes. you make a film, do you just do that but pad it out? And usually, the answer seems to be yes. Um, or do you try and make it something more than that? Is it kind of just another episode that's longer, effectively? Yeah, that's the thing. And now, and now with Netflix as well. I mean, binge watching is the thing, and most TV series on Netflix feels more like a twelve-hour film. Rather mm. than, mm. Uh, you know, like episodic one hour you know, TV, TV shows nowadays. So, I mean, I think the days of, um, you know, TV series becoming films is becoming rarer because you can actually do that on Netflix on its own now. Well, you don't really need was, to. Have was a it ever popular? Film. I mean, so we had uh, obviously the In Betweeners movie and Sex and the City in the last, well, really, relatively recent times, and, and they both did very well. I've not seen either of them, so it's difficult for me to comment. But they, those felt mm. like they were quite unusual to me. In the, yeah, uh, that's true. That's um, true. I think part of the problem also is that you've got t- two audiences. You've got the audience who know and love these TV shows, and you've yes. got an audience who doesn't know them at all. And you think, well, how much do we explain? How much do we... Particularly if, if um, the characters have developed over time, it's like, well, how much do we explain about where they came from as well? Which possibly wasn't an issue in Sex and the City. I don't know. Um, well, I mean, let's let's talk about some ones we've seen. So, I mean, yep. do you want to kick us off? Well, I mean, I'm sure we've seen this. Uh, both of us have seen this. This is Serenity mm. that came from Firefly. I think the the optimum example, probably. Um, yeah, and this is a very good example, and why I think sometimes it's good to have um, a film that's based on a TV series. So, for those who do not know, um, the Firefly series was created by Joss Whedon, and starred Nathan Fillion. Um, Alan Tudyk and uh, a few uh, many other actors. Suppose, yeah, uh, yeah, and so the TV series um, didn't do very well ratings wise, but he, it garnered a huge, huge fan base. Yeah, um, it didn't do very well, um, you know, ratings wise, partially because um, they messed up the the way they. Um, they, they they mess up the timeline of the episodes. Yeah, so the, so the pilot, which is was a double length pilot, kind of explaining everything. They they, yeah. they played that one last, which is which is very insane. bizarre. And, yeah, they moved it around the ratings. Oh, sorry, around I, the schedules and stuff. And, yeah, because if you, if you, because the first episode that you see is more action packed, and that was the reason why the studios wanted to put that as first. But obviously, it doesn't make sense if you do not know who these characters are to begin with yeah. and just start off with uh, an action se- action sequence. So, very bizarre choice by the by the studios. So the defense gathered round um, and you know asked for a film to be made, and Serenity was made, starring the exact same cast to try to complete the TV series in a way. Yeah, and it. It strikes me, and this is, I guess, what I was talking about multiple audiences. It strikes me as odd that they called it Serenity rather than kind of Firefly the movie, and, and maybe that's partly because, as you say, Firefly didn't do very well uh, in the ratings. Um, but maybe also to try and bring in new audiences, because if you, if you see a film that's called Firefly the movie, you'd be like, well, I've never seen Firefly. I can't bother watching that. Whereas if something's just called Serenity, and I think I think it does a good job a very good job actually of balancing those two things so I, I've already seen Firefly when I watched this and I, I loved it I think you could come to it fresh and still still get it um, because they do explain the background and they don't I mean they don't really rely on you knowing anything at all about the characters I don't think uh, before you've started watching I'm not sure uh, do you know if Serenity was released in um, in cinemas yeah, was it yeah, yeah. direct no, to no, video definitely okay. cinemas yeah yeah um, yeah, I think it, I mean, again, I think it did okay. It didn't do as well as they were hoping, so maybe they didn't quite land it. But uh, it, I remember it vaguely being advertised, and I don't remember it really being, really being pushed to the TV spin-off. But, uh-huh. but I think it was smart. It, it felt like I mean, Firefly episodes 
quite often self-contained i suppose but um it, it had a bigger story and it filled the time very well telling that story it, it concludes the main characters arcs in a way it kind of ties things up for them i mean for us for both you and me when we watch the tv series it doesn't end in a very satisfying note it just ended and serenity does tie things up for it at yeah. least in a way yeah uh yeah, so um, so and the um, the Simpsons movie is is another one I've uh, I've seen, which uh, is a I guess takes it more the the very different shows because Simpsons more or less is self contained every episode and it doesn't really lead on from anything else. Obviously, you have got the characters and things to maintain. But there's not a kind of like kind of overarching story or anything, is there? It's so the Simpsons movie just feels like a longer episode. Basically, yeah. Um, it's good though. I seen it. I seen the film. I, I enjoyed the Simpsons movie it's, it's a lot. Not, yeah, I, I would probably don't like it as much as you do then, because I mean, I liked it, but I didn't think it was brilliant. Um, it was. Get- I mean, The Simpsons, the TV series, does suffer from quality nowadays. Uh, most people will like all the TV series from the seventh to the thirteenth season. Now it's like on the thirtieth season. Yeah, and when they made the film, they brought back a lot of the original writers apparently to make it feel mm. more like the the, the the golden years. Yeah, I think it worked. I think it worked. I, I enjoyed it a lot. What I found all about it is that again. They they made it obviously for the Simpsons fans, but also they made something some changes. You think uh, was for kind of the opposite of fan service. So things like there's um there was a the, the main villain in it was voiced by the guy who voiced Hank Scorpio, but they didn't make him Hank Scorpio, who is kind of one of the most beloved uh, Simpsons kind of one off characters. Um, they have a character called Rainier Wolfcastle in in the show who is basically a takeoff of Arnold Schwarzenegger. And in the film, they they made the character Arnold Schwarzenegger instead of Rainier Wolfcastle, and you think this this is pandering to an audience who don't love The Simpsons, um, which I thought was an odd yeah. couple of choices. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it worked. I think because you don't have to tie into an ongoing narrative, you can just tell a new story, and make it longer. Apparently, Camp Krusty was originally going to be a film, and then they made that into a single episode, so they had thought about it before. I think that seems to be the case with most of the films that you know are on my list right now. Um, they they are made based on TV series that does not really have like a overarching storyline over the the se- the season, whereas you have self contained episodes every single one. So I guess Serenity is the exception to that because Serenity is is, is, is yeah. as well as having individual kind of high sum of else was was very much telling an ongoing story. Uh, what else you got? I'm surprised this wasn't uh, first on your list. Mission Impossible. See, I've I've made a kind of sub list of ones that I don't count on the basis that they're they're remakes of shows with no like no actors or or people involved. Ah, uh, um, fair enough. So yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because Mission Impossible, as you say, is is based on TV series. It uh, is. It is. I've actually seen the TV series before as well. Of course, back in Malaysia, they used to play all these old eighties uh, TV series on um, every day. So I used to see Tuesday was Mission Impossible. Oh yeah. Monday was Airwolf. <laughs> Thursday was MacGyver. Nice. And Friday was the A Team. Okay. So we yeah, we used to watch all these eighties American TV series um every day and Mission Impossible was on the list. So I remember it very clearly. Um yeah, because I used to like uh, the Mission Impossible and MacGyver and <laughs> Mission Impossible they do all these face changing things which is hmm. so bizarre uh, very implausible <laughs> in real life, but I I really like them a lot. So I as I say, I didn't really count this, but um, but it's, it does seem to be a much bigger trend of adapting old TV series but making them into films instead. Yes. So I've got quite, I mean, I'll rattle through, but uh, The Fugitive, uh, Charlie's Angels, Get Smart, The Man From U.N.C.L.E., Star Trek, obviously that's, they did their own film annotations long before the more recent ones. Uh, Jump Street. Jump Street, yeah, yeah. Um, and it seems... It seems to me that those they're not in continuity, to use the phrase that Thomas used. Um, although Mission Impossible no. is slightly different in that uh, they offered the part of is it Jim Phelps to the guy who played him in the TV series, and he turned it down, so they got John Voighton instead. But the from what I know of Mission Impossible TV series, which isn't much, the film has got basically nothing to do with it because they made a new lead character, Ethan Hunt. Yes, and, uh, um, the A team uses the same characters, though. That's true. That's true. Mm. Uh, but that just seems kind of people like this TV show. Let's make it into a film, um, which is a subtly different thing, I would say. Okay, I'm being very pedantic in this. <laughs> yes. Well, who else is on your list? Then? What else we got? Um, uh, well, Bean, 
the uh, the adaptation of Mr. Bean. Ah, oh, yeah. Uh, which is, again, Bean. a weird one, because Mr. Bean was a sketch show, effectively. The, um, the TV series was just kind of lots of small sketches put together in an episode. Mr. Bean is brilliant. He is. Um, this is... I was in Montenegro. I may have told said this on the podcast before. I was in Montenegro back in 2006, and uh, a couple of people kind of when we met them there, it was like I was saying, "Oh, I'm English," and like, "Ah, oh, Mr. Bean." So this is our great cultural export, apparently. Exactly, exactly. The reason why Mr. Bean was in the, Olymp- the Olympics, uh, yeah. in the first place, is because everyone knows and loves Mr. Bean. I grew up with Mr. Bean as well, and that's my only exposure to British comedy. And imagine my surprise <laughs> when I got here. Yeah, I think Mr. Bean is vastly more popular uh, abroad than he is in England. I mean, he's quite liked over here. But uh, yeah, I think partly, I guess, because there's not a lot of translation issues. He doesn't talk a lot. Yes, so I, exactly. I guess that's the uh, the thing. So the, so the film, he goes off to America and he uh, lives with a family for reasons I can't quite remember and works in an art gallery. Um, I remember this film. I remember watching it when I was young as well. And I remember loving this film. It's I remember he had to replace the the picture is Whistler's mum. Whistler's mother, that's right, yeah. Yeah, Whistler's mother, he 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 ruined the original picture, so he had to recreate the picture uh for that. And I thought that was hilarious when I saw it when I was young. I remember that being very funny. Uh it, weirdly, this is the first time I ever came across the Beatles song Yesterday was in was in this film. Really? Uh, wow. That was odd. Um yeah, it got terrible reviews uh, at the time in this country at least. Uh, but I seem to remember it being quite fun. I, I guess that's one example of dramatically changing the source material. I mean, the character of Mr. Bean stayed fairly similar, but in order mm. to make it into a feature-length movie, they had to kind of add a whole cast of characters and make them do the talking, I guess. Um, mm, okay. Um, yeah, I have seen The X-Files, so I've put it on my list oh, as well. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and this used the existing characters because um, Gillian Anderson came back to play Scully and oh, I can't remember who played David Duchovny uh, yeah David Duchovny came back as well to play Mulder so you have Mulder and Scully back again uh, as the team in the X-Files and, is this uh, uh, I Want to Believe was it oh, I can't remember this, now. but maybe what two, seven or eight years ago something like that yeah I can't remember the tagline um, yeah it came out when I was in the UK because I saw it when I was in the UK um, I remember that very clearly um <laughs> There was a British. Yes. There's a British flag waving next to you. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't a big X Files fan when I was younger. I, I mean, I've seen episodes of it. Um, it's very popular in Malaysia again, um, and um, I, the the film doesn't do the series justice. It's one of those rare times when the films was a, a little bit disappointing. I mean, you if you've seen X Files, you know that it's based on a mystery. Yeah, there's going to be aliens or there's some weird things happening. Yeah. Um, and compared to all the weird things that they've introduced in the TV series, the ones that they introduced in the film is subpar at best. So is it a kind so of totally separate story? Uh, I think it it it, it does it is a separate story. But the X Force has always been like self contained anyway. Like there's always okay. a monster of the monster of the week kind yeah. of storyline with an overarching um, you know, Mulder trying to convince, trying to find his sister, if I'm not mistaken. So I've um, I've never seen it, so I. Uh, Say what you like, I'll believe it. Uh-huh. Um, I've got the the Naked Gun trilogy uh, down here, which I guess people don't necessarily know is is based off the TV series Police Squad. Uh, have you ever come across either of those things? The Naked Gun, yeah. Isn't it the Steve Martin film? Uh, no, um, although so it's Leslie Nielsen who looks quite a lot like Steve Martin, so oh, okay. you're probably thinking of the right thing. Uh, so, is that a comedy, right? Yeah, kind of a spoof uh, police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen that. Yeah, so there's a trilogy of those, but they they're based off a TV series which did the same thing, where he plays Frank Trebin. Uh, but again, this one of these things where they changed the name of it. I think in fact they called it Naked Gun from the Files of Police Squad, just to make it as confusing as possible. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's the same. I mean, and this is the one where there's absolutely zero overarching story. It's just a lot of gags, uh, and it works. I think it's. Um, I, I personally, I think I prefer Police Squad. I think it works better in the kind of tighter. Uh, was it 25 minute half an hour format that it does spread over a whole film um, but I think the Naked Gun films have probably proven more popular uh, as time's gone on but that was just kind of we've got a style of joke and a and Leslie Nielsen is hilarious as this character let's let's do it for longer and let's get an OJ Simpson that's not going to age badly mm. Mm. you know OJ no, no, no. Simpson's in those films 
Is what really? O.J. Simpson went in his brief acting career was uh, was uh, was in those films. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Also, uh, speaking of Mr. Bean, I think Rowan Atkinson has a. I think. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of Hot Shots. Never mind that. Uh, I don't have a lot more on my list. The last one um, that I have is the most recent one that I saw. I know you saw that as well. It's Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Yes. Did you ever see the TV series? I did see the TV series. It's uh, ridiculous. It is one of the... <laughs> the, the Teen Titans uh, TV series is just pure um, ridiculousness. That's, that's the only word to, to, to describe it. And it's it just may not even be a word. Um... <laughs> I know that's true. <laughs> it's, it's just very, yeah. it's just weird. It's just very weird. I mean, it's childish and f- funny. It's not. You sh- it shouldn't be taken seriously at all. And the film is the same way. I enjoyed the film a lot. I have not seen the TV series, so who knows? Uh, I'll rattle through a couple more then before we move on to ones that we'd like to see. Um, well, so, uh, Dad's Army, which is a, a staple of British uh, comedy, it's a hilarious TV series. Um, they did a couple of. Well, they they did a film um, at the time, and then there's a remake film uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, I don't remember huge amounts about it, which is why I'm not going to talk much about it. But basically, I think it was just it was probably stretching out the the concept to a full time. But and like a lot of these, I guess having to have a bigger inciting incident. So I think there might even have been a Nazi invasion or something, or at least a, a minor one. Some some Nazis turned up uh, in order to give bigger scope and bigger stakes, which I guess you need to do in a film. Uh, Blackadder back and forth which kind of counts but they didn't have a cinematic release it was only on at the Millennium Dome um, uh, uh, which was the highlight of my visit to the Millennium Dome um, from, <laughs> so that was and again I, I don't know how long it was but it, I'd be surprised it was much more than an hour so I think it was probably just a stretching out a bit uh, what an interesting one David Brent Life on the Road um, which is more of a spin-off I guess but because it, it's based on the office character yeah but with no one else from the office in it other than him. Uh, and he, even in the writing staff, they didn't have Stephen Merchant on board for this. And, uh, and it's not very good on that basis. Uh, but that was slightly different, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, not necessarily worth watching. Uh, so let's let's talk then um, TV series that we would like to see films of, or, or maybe even ones that we, we wouldn't, just to explain why we wouldn't. Um, <laughs> Because well, I'll start us off because this is one I wouldn't want to see. Uh, in fact, because yep. f- Friends is the one that people talk about a lot. Uh, every time you get uh, Matthew Perry or Jennifer Aniston or whoever in a talk show, they're always asked, we, "Do you want to do a Friends movie?" Is that happening? Um, and they always, always, always say no. Um, and then there's still stories. Uh, I think this wouldn't work partly because Friends ended 15 years ago, and these guys That's are true. now in their what 40s and 50s um mainly because friends stopped being uh, particularly good about halfway through its run in my view so i absolutely loved the first few series and i think it tailed off but also i just think i i'm not sure what the how you would get a film out of it it's very much a 25 minute show based around it's it's one of those things though like some a lot of the shows out there i mean are better as TV shows. Mm, absolutely. As films. absolutely. And, and that's the thing, like, I'm going through a lot of the lists of, you know, TV shows that I love. You know, I, I ask myself the question, do I really want to see this as a film? Yeah. Or can they actually make a f- good enough film to be able to, you know, satisfy me as a, a fan for the TV series? And most of the time, it's a no. Yeah. Rather than and I, I think sitcoms, and obviously the things that in between us did very well, but I think sitcoms probably don't lend themselves to being an hour and a half or, or have a long film. Because you, you either need to basically, I think this is what it tends to happen, they need to throw something huge at them. So yeah, yes. Friends is kind of a gentle chatting around relationships or else nothing too exciting. To make a film, it would have to be something, they'd have to be, I don't know, the house is going to be, uh, your house is going to be knocked down or the coffee shop is going to be blown up. They mm. Don't do those. Um <laughs> just to, to raise the stakes to make it a bigger yeah, thing I, I think it, that's a mistake exactly it doesn't really work for these shows like I'm, I'm a lot of the shows that I love are sitcoms as well so mm. I love things like Parks and Recreation I love 30 Rock I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine mm. right now um, so it's not like Bro- Bro- Brooklyn Nine-Nine I mean because I, I love that show and I, I, I don't I haven't got it on my list but I do wonder whether you could because it quite often deals with serious issues and it is police 
stuff works so you can kind of bring in a bigger bigger stakes thing without making it too yeah. weird you probably could get a film out of that although maybe that, i mean that style of comedy might wear thin after that long after uh, <laughs> one hour yeah well i'm i'm pretty sure they've done like you know a lot of tv shows they do like um instead of having one episode to cover oh, a kind story, of a two-parter kind of thing a two-parter yeah kind of thing so if it does fit you know the runtime of a film hmm yeah, it potentially could. It also has the advantage that the actors are, are not yet big enough that they would refuse to do it. Um, mm, that's true. That's true. Um, which I, some of the ones I was looking at, I think there's no way you could get them to come back. <laughs> <laughs> for, well, friends, for example. Um, community. You, you watch Community? I watch Community. Yeah. I like Community. So they had a big thing, actually, about was it six seasons in a movie. They, they yeah. was their kind of. Uh, jokes that they wanted to to do that um clearly trying to get themselves a movie uh i have no idea how a community movie would work to be honest i'm sure dan Harmon could do it neither. but they have lost half their cast before the end so uh yeah uh, but community does do some very odd uh of the cuff scenes uh shows anyway they they've won where they're all puppets remember? that's, that's true episode. and they've done a what, one where they're a cartoon they did uh, that's why there was a musical where they sang yes. um, Christmas songs. Uh, uh, is so the and the pinballing one, which is one of my favorites. Yeah, I think because tonally it's so does so many different episodes. And yeah, the paintball ones are brilliant. Uh, but it, I mean, they did one that was kind of like historical reenactments. So they, they changed their tone so lot, so much and still keep the audience. If they made a film, I guess they would. I'm sure that Arbed would uh, would talk a lot about uh, TV series that have been turned into films, which would be yep. which would be great. Uh, so I, I would definitely want to watch a community movie. If there, if there was a community movie, I'd watch it. Um, absolutely. Will it happen now? Uh, I I very much doubt it. I think it kind of faded away on Yahoo TV, or where it was, some weird channel that doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Um, and just say, uh, uh, I think by the end they'd lost most of the, well, not really most, quite a lot of the cast. Um, so Donald Glover had gone, um, Chevy Chase had gone. Didn't event Nicole Brown go as well? So yeah, I'm. Yeah, I mean they did. might well come back for a film. I don't know, oh. but I suspect there isn't enough of a fan base. I think it's one of those, like um, Firefly was. I guess. I mean, they, they struggled to stay but, afloat as well, didn't they? I mean, it, it took some time for them to actually get all the episodes made. Yeah, and Dan Harmon got fired and then brought back, and oh. yeah, so it's not going to happen, is it? But a boy can dream. Oh, well. <laughs> um. Uh, I just want to add, on top of, uh, you know, there's some TV shows that, you know, cannot be made into films. There are some TV shows that I think, you know, should have been made into a film in the first place because they didn't have enough oh, yeah. material okay. to, to cover more ground than one season. And it happens quite a lot. Like, a lot of writers think, oh, because a lot of people write assuming that the series will be cancelled after one season. Okay. Right? You can't really write assuming that it just keeps going on and on and on and on. Till till forever. What examples um, you got? Uh, so designated survivor is one of them. Okay, yeah, I yeah. I gave up on that somewhere in the second yeah. season. Yeah, exactly. So did I because it became rubbish. Yeah. in the second season, and it's one of those things that was you know it was a good concept. Um, it would have done well as a film. I mean, you can have Kiefer Sutherland, and I mean, it would have worked well as a one and a half hour concept rather than like a whole yeah. long series. Actually, and I think I gave up on it in the first season. Anyway, yeah. Um, and, yeah, and instead of its popularity and try to drag on weak storylines throughout the entire rest of the season because they had to. Yeah, that's because they said they had a main storyline of who did this, yes. and then just lots of subplots you say that weren't that interesting. Um, yeah, another example would be Alias with uh, Jennifer oh, yeah. Garner. Yeah, it was it started off very well. Like the first season was brilliant, and then it just became rubbish. See, I, th- uh, I think that. I think it peaked at the second season personally, but um, mm-hmm. I gave up in the third. Yeah, but it's one, it's one of those things that, you know, a, a, a secret spy, um, Jennifer Garner playing that, um, I think it will work as a very good film. Um, they just didn't have to drag out the, the storylines, like... Yeah, I, no, I definitely agree with that one. Because, um, well, cause, I mean, the first couple of seasons was, I think, was, as you say, very good. And it was, um, for those who don't know, Alias, it was this, effectively, a... Um, a rogue version of this, well, evil version of the CIA, I guess. Well, the, the, a lot of people there thought they were working for the CIA, which is mm. a, a very good premise. Um, but once they kind of dealt with that, that's it. You know? They brought <laughs> in a whole other thing about how she'd been predicted by a prophecy or something. It was very strange. 
I, I wonder if Lost is something. I, I never watched Lost, I know, but um, it strikes me as maybe that's the kind of thing that uh, didn't need to be. I, I think the problem with Lost is that it introduced way too much. Yeah, it's true. They introduced way too much stuff, mythology and etc. that I don't think the writers even knew what they were doing <laughs> after that point. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know if my friend James is listening to this, but he gets very angry if people say that uh, Lost didn't work out. He's, he's a big fan of Lost. And <laughs> said it, uh, did you ever watch Gavin and Stacey? Uh, I've now watched Gavin and yeah. Stacey. That's the James Corden show, right? Yeah, so James Corden and Ruth Jones wrote it together and uh, starred Matthew Horne and Joanna Page. But it was it's lovely, great, great show. Um, again, it's a sitcom. It's basically a uh, Welsh girl and a, and a London working class lad uh, and their love story. But that was originally conceived as a film, um, basically as a film of the wedding to see how they met, yeah. also not how they met, how these families um, get on together from these different cultures. Uh, and it was pitched as this film, and then the feedback they got was, I'm more interested in knowing about kind of the back, the run up to this coming of a TV series. Um, but I, so I think that's an interesting route it's taken, uh, and it's coming back for a Christmas special. They've, they've done specials before, which I guess are probably how long. But I reckon that could that could do a movie. Oh. The only issue being, we've had their love story, we've had the kind of story of how they had a kid and stuff. And um, if you make a film, do you kind of try and retcon a bit and, and do more of the explanation or do you just assume that everyone knows who Gavin and Stacey are and uh, the history and it's probably it's kind of one of the things that could have been a good film I think it was a great series so you don't need to but um, yeah. probably you probably couldn't get a film out of it now yeah fair enough uh, but I'm looking forward to the Christmas special this year so. <laughs> um, I've also got a hustle down here I think I think you get a great hustle film um, albeit yeah, well, it, it would be the sting um, yeah it would be it would be a single episode drawn out for a little bit longer it would it would but I think oh, I mean one episode of Hustle is like an hour long isn't it yeah so you wouldn't have to draw it out much longer um, <laughs> yeah exactly uh, so I mean it's almost like they're making mini films every episode I guess but I think that would I would enjoy watching that see see what hard they're all getting on although uh, Robert Vaughan is now dead so I guess he wouldn't be in it but, uh, <laughs> you guess he wouldn't be in it <laughs> Well, these days, with your, with your CGI <laughs> and all this. Uh, would you watch a Gilmore Girls film? Not b- given <laughs> given the, the, the last... Um, was it a film? The four-part series? Yeah. They were kind of like four films, weren't they? they were yeah. I probably wouldn't now. Maybe if you asked me back then, when I was younger, yeah. and really like Gilmore Girls, then I would say, yes, I want to know where Rory ended up. But not anymore. I don't care anymore. Uh, I, I definitely would watch it because if it was out there. But I'm not. I, I agree that the, the kind of the four films they did didn't work as well as they should have done. Yeah, um, and I think it showed that Gilmore Girls isn't really suited to an hour and a half, which is what the, each one of those was. But still, if they're making the content, I'm watching it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And yeah, I think that's that's it for me. Do you have okay. more to add, really? Um, well, a few more. So um, one of the things... So the first idea I had was actually uh, West Wing. Um, mm. And that's a little bit cheating because there's a film called The American President, which uh, Aaron Sorkin wrote before The West Wing. And in fact, it features some of the same cast as well. And basically is the film version of The West Wing. Uh, but I think Aaron Sorkin, in general, uh, is very well suited to films um, as well as TV. And it's, Yes, as, of course. As demonstrated by his films. Um, so uh, maybe not the West Wing now because it's a bit late, but I would definitely watch a newsroom uh, film, which is absolutely not going to happen. But I think that is a uh, would be very well suited to that kind of length. And again, you can raise the stakes because it's about the news. You can raise them as high as you like. <laughs> um, and I love journalism films, so I think that would be an excellent film. Oh, Flight of the Concords. I think that'd be. I think that'd be a fun. Ah, uh, I love Flight of the Concords. Mm. Uh, I think they could get a decent film out of that. And of all the ones we've mentioned, this is probably the only one that might actually happen. I mean, there's no rumours yes. or anything. It's just, but I think I could see a situation where there's Yeah, happening. it is quite possible. Yeah, you're right in that, that sense. Very likely. Uh, oh. What time are we on? Uh, that will do. do it. Thank you, Thomas, for your, your suggestion. That was a lot of fun. Um, we've if Yeah, any more suggestions? Yes, uh, let us know at CDZ and Movies on Twitter or CDZ and Movies at gmail.com. Uh, throw your suggestions our way and we will, um, if we like them, we'll do them. Exactly. Um, <laughs> if we don't like them, you'll never hear from us again. <laughs> That's where it's going to go. Uh, we are just... 
I'm not going to talk about this uh, at length, but we did also have a little think about films we'd like to see as TV series. And it brings me back to my Fantastic Beasts would have been much better as a TV series than as a series of films. Um, And it also got me thinking Pitch Perfect. That would have made a good TV series. I don't think the sequels have really worked, but I'd watch a TV series. Mm. Just them going around the world, singing a (laughs) cappella. Singing a cappella. I must put Creed. Um, Creed would make a good TV series. I don't see it happening. Um, we move on to our, our famous, um, albeit we've only done it once before, famous. so no one's ever heard of it. Our uh, second, yeah. Uh, second, uh, Look Back in Oscar. Uh, where we talk, Is that our name now? That's, it's official, it's, 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 it's inked in. Can't erase ink. Um, <laughs> I think T-Pex will back to the <laughs> uh, We're talking about the, the 1953 uh, film, winner of eight Oscars, uh, From Here to Eternity. Um, I'm hoping you've seen this film too. I have. Lovely. I have. Had, had you heard of this film before? I ha- I know the scene. Yes, the famous. I, I know the famous beach scene with uh, Burt Lancaster and Deborah Kerr. Mm. I'm pretty so sure. I'm pretty sure I've seen parodies of that. It's probably in Naked Gun or something. Yes, it probably has yeah. been. Yeah, I've seen parodies of it as well. It's a very very famous beach scene, uh, and I've I saw this on YouTube. So for those who are struggling to find, uh, wow. Find out where to watch this film without having to pay for it. It's on YouTube. You can find it on YouTube. Lovely. Okay. But but it's cropped. Oh, like proper proper cropped. So I saw parts of the film. Uh, mostly the the central part of no, the film. No, that's 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 how it was released actually because it's the same on DVD. Really? Yeah, it's weird. Kind of. I think it was just how a lot of films were were shown in the fifties. No, it's not possible. No, 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 no. Like you, I literally see half a person. Oh, maybe not then. Okay, but the uh, it's it's quite bo- boxed. I'm not sure the ra- the, the ratio is, but um, yeah, I, I I knew that scene, and that was basically all I knew about it. Um, I didn't. Yeah, me too. Uh, I bought the DVD, uh, which says on the front, and I think this DVD must be from uh, about twenty years ago. Um, the original Pearl Harbor story, as if that's going to be uh, <laughs> uh, that's going to be getting you getting you flocking in if you love Ben Affleck in Pearl Harbor. <laughs> Yeah, some people do though. Some people do. I've, I've never seen it. It could be great. Uh, so here's some trivia for you. Colin. Oh yeah. Do you know where the how the title comes about? Um, I it's from a Kipling poem, I believe. Yes, it is. I read the it Wikipedia is. page. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but share it with the audience. Um, it's a oh, no. it's a Kipling poem. I'll, I, I'll share with please, the audience. Please, please share because like I'm gonna <laughs> forget. Yep. So it comes from a quote from Kipling about soldiers who have lost their way and damned from here to eternity. Mm. And it's, it's based on a book, isn't it? Which I didn't know either. It is based on a book, uh, which I thought it was a bit odd uh, that this uh, this quote was used because you don't really see a lot of war. No, I did wonder how they were going to do it with the budget, or well, not the budget, the the kind of the abilities of of the fifties, because like, well, they're not going to be able to blow too much stuff up. So they actually used real footage of. Uh, off, off Pearl Harbor, I think, but also kind of real footage of from from war, and therefore had to but, get the agreement of the army uh, to do it. But the actual fighting only came at the last ten minutes of the film. Right, so it wasn't end, much yeah. of the war. So, so for those who don't know, probably explain. So, um, yeah. yeah, so so, so it's various soldiers uh, based in Hawaii, Hawaii, um, and yeah, as you say, it's mostly them training and stuff, and then you get a bit of. In fact, there's, there's kind of a, which I find quite amusing a bit towards the end where uh, Burt Lancaster's character he, he leans against the wall and he's next to a calendar that says December the sixth, and I'm like, is that supposed to mean something to me? But I'm sure Americans know better than I do, particularly in 1953, um, that Pearl Harbor attacks took place on December the seventh. So I think it was a it was a nudge that's helpful if you know your American history uh, better, yeah. better than I do. Uh, yeah, so uh, well, let's let's talk to the character, shall we? So it's so a Burt Lancaster. Um, plays Sergeant Warden, Warden, mm-hmm. like that. Yep, Sergeant Warden, um, who has an affair with his uh, captain's wife. Yes, that's played by Deborah Kerr. Um, it's kind of almost joint leads. Well, I'm not sure. So, the, so the lead character, um, whose name escapes me. What was the character's name? Uh, Robert Lee. Oh yes, because named after the, the general. The general, yeah. Uh, Pruitt, uh, played by Montgomery Clift. So he he's a He's a bugler and a boxer, but he's refusing to do either of those things. And it's it's, it, it, it's very bizarre to me. I, I'm going to tell you my uh, what I feel about the film at the end of this. Okay. I keep going on. Sorry, um, so, 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 so his sorry captain brought him in because he wants him to be a boxer because apparently uh, between 
different regiments of the army there's a boxing competition yeah. um, uh, he doesn't want to box because of reasons that are explained in the film that I won't spoil uh, I'm not entirely sure why he doesn't want to bugle I don't know sure that's ever explained he did it though in the end he did well, in the end yes um, and he takes up with uh, with Donna Reed uh, yes who is a, um, a hostess mm, who is met. apparently a prostitute in the book I think but um, <laughs> cleaned up a bit for the film Speaking of Gilmore Girls, do you remember the episode where uh, they talk about the Donna Reed show at Lund? Yes, that, that, that's her. There you go. Uh, anyway, so you kind of see these two um, relationships happening. You see his fight, and basically the army tries to make well, his captain and various mean sergeants make life as hard as possible for him because he won't box. Uh, and you also got Frank Sinatra, uh, who won an Oscar for this. Um, and he plays his friend. His friend, who uh, who also. Uh, falls foul of the powers that be and is really good I thought I've seen Frank Sinatra in a few films and I've never been terribly impressed I've always kind of thought yeah you're a singer rather than an actor aren't you but I, he, I thought he was really good in this uh, yeah I enjoy Frank Sinatra in this as well um, Deborah Kerr won uh, supporting actress as well didn't mm. she? yes um, uh, and in fact both Montgomery Clift and, uh, and Burt Lancaster were nominated for best actor but, but neither of them uh, won although they did win it, uh, eight Oscars um, well okay so tell us tell us what you thought then do I? Oh, well, it's going to spoil a lot of things, so spoiler alert. Okay, spoilers I, for I, this, this 1953 film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I thought some of the motives were just so ridiculous, like, so stupid. Like, why would... Uh, like, the main character is is a hothead, so I understand. He makes a lot of rash, rash decisions, but sometimes you just want to, like, knock some sense <laughs> into him. Because he's so stupid sometimes. Like, so, so ridiculously stupid. Especially at the end. Especially at the end, where he ran on the beach, uh, and gets and gets shot uh, for the by his own people, people. patrolmen. Yeah, wearing a Hawaiian shirt because um, he's in Hawaii. So ridiculous! I don't understand that bit at all. Like, why? Uh, I must say, I, th- that bit I didn't have too much trouble with. But but some of the things like the relationships where they seem to meet each other and fall in love in about five minutes. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, yeah, the famous like, beach scene. Yes, they they meet. They well, in fact, they already met. They go, they kiss. Uh, he then and gets then he really accuses angry her. with her. It's like, yeah, this is so bizarre. And and won't let her leave, and is quite abusive. And then he says, "Oh no, no, no! I love you." Yeah, and doesn't apologize. Um, I mean, it was 1953, so I guess people weren't as enlightened as they might be now. Uh, I th- so yes, some of the some of the um, the jumps in logic are slightly odd. Uh, and I think if you, so, I, I kind of. If if you've got Pearl Harbor in mind the whole time, it, it has an extra weight, I guess, to all these people who you realise that a lot of what they're doing isn't going to matter. Um, although yeah. I, th- I was expecting more of them to die than did actually at the end. Um, it's, it's also I think if you read Wikipedia as I did, as you did, you'll discover that the uh, a few changes were made from the book, uh, some of them at the behest of the army, um, to, because they didn't want the army to look bad. What I found slightly odd is that I guess because there's limits on how much blood they could show on screen at this time, that people would be stabbed to death and die in the street without any sign of blood at all. Uh, yes, I saw that. It's <laughs> that is very funny though. Um, like they they would remember the boxing match they had. Oh yes. Yeah, when they boxed each other, there was nary a bruise. Yeah. Nary. Good use of the word nary. I know. Um, so those things aside, which I think are products of their time more than anything else. I, I, I thought the acting was superb. I, I enjoyed all the characters, all, all, the, all the main characters. I mean, Deborah Kerr maybe had less to do than some, but uh, Donnery had a great finish. Frank Sinatra, I say, I thought was uh, much better than I've ever seen him. And, and the two leads uh, I enjoyed a lot. So, uh, yeah, I think it's difficult to judge it by today's standards. Standards, um, I think. That's the thing. I think, I mean, compared to this thing which we watched mm. a couple of episodes ago, I prefer the thing compared to this. I think yeah. partially Although because there's of 20, that. There's 20 years between those two. Uh, that is true. So you can kind of see... Um, Things have changed. Yeah. Although, although actually The Sting, I think, more than most films of its era, is, is very pacey. Because uh, this is not a short film um, from his eternity. Um, it's nearly two hours long. Uh, which, again, I'm not sure it needed to be quite that long. But um, yeah, oh, I enjoyed it. I'd say, well, well, I don't know what other films come out in 1953, but I think well-deserving of a, of a few Oscars. Um well, if you want to watch it, you can find it on YouTube. On YouTube, or you can borrow my DVD. Uh, <laughs> fine. Um, next time, um, so what, for those of you who haven't spotted this, we're alternating Look Back and Oscar with Actor Factor. Um, uh-huh. So next time is Actor Factor. Um, for for a, a, a rare treat, I'm going to do two actors. 
um, okay. to mark the 25th oh. anniversary of Friends. Um, it's Jennifer Aniston and Lisa Kudrow. Um, okay. The only you are leaving Courtney Cox out. I'm leaving Courtney Cox out because I can't fit her in my spreadsheet. Um, and because I didn't want to make Courtney Cox. I, for, and also because let's be honest, she's made like one film that anyone's seen, didn't she? Scream. Oh, I forgot about Scream. Scream Two. Okay. I was thinking Ace Ventura. Scream Three. So it's a, uh, fine, we can add Courtney Cox. She's in. Three actors. There you go. <laughs> um, look forward to the anecdote about how I watched the first 15 minutes of Scream 2. Um, yes. Uh, we move on then to our final segment. Um, uh, it's our quiz. I am a couple of quizzes ahead for the year. Um, yes. But we're now quizzing about the Wachowskis. Brackets, not the Matrix. Uh, do you want to hit me with the first question, Dijon? They've made some very better films, haven't they? Um, well, I've not really seen any of them, so I don't... Yeah. Question one. How many different stories are told in Cloud Atlas? I think it's... I have seen this one, actually. Um, I don't know, it's probably six or seven. I am going to say seven. It's six. Oh. Uh, about which film did one of the Wachowskis say as soon as they encounter a piece of art they don't fully understand the first time going through it they think it's the fault of the movie or the work of art he was talking about critics oh okay um oh I'm going to guess this is Jupiter Ascending uh, it's not it's Cloud Atlas in fact oh really wow huh so question two in Jupiter Ascending yep uh, they are genetically engineered soldiers who are half human and half animal. Sean Bean's character Stinger is a half human and half what? Scorpion. Ah, uh, I'm going ba- so based on the honeybee. Huh? Honeybee. Uh, fair enough. Uh, in Speed Racer, what is yes. what is the name of Speed Racer's uh, dead older brother? Ah, uh, this is going to be a very poor story. We're moving on from nil nil, I think. But yeah, yeah, I can't remember. I, I remember doing this quiz a couple of days ago, and then uh, I can't remember for the sake of me. I can't remember anything. Okay. I don't know why. I'm just blanking. Um, it's it's Rex. Ah, of course. Sure. Question three: uh, Of the four films uh, that were directed by the Wachowskis, which one of them did they have a co-director? Um, Speed Racer? No, it's Cloud Atlas. Was it really? Um, yes. Question three. Uh, who said, uh, those people that loathe what I do, Jupiter Ascending tends to be their favourite of my performances? Oh, wow. Who loathe what I do. Is this a trick question? Is it not Channing Tatum? Oh. I just go with Chang Tatum. Uh no, it's Eddie Redmayne. Ah, uh, that was my second choice, yeah. dang it. Uh that's annoying. Uh question four. Who composed the music in both Sweet Racer and Jupiter Ascending? Harold something. No, nope, it's Michael Giacchino. Uh that's what I meant. Um Question four for you. Uh what <laughs> what year did Bound, the Wachowski's first film, come out? Oh. <sighs> 1992? 1996, I'm afraid. Ah, dang it. This is so bad. We've never had... uh, We've never had 0-0 before. I'm not sure we've ever scored 0 Oh, come on, Cody. You you can score this one. Okay. (laughs) Question five. Who played the titular character in Speed Racer? (laughs) Um, I did see this. uh, Only only earlier this afternoon. Um, So you'd think I'd be able to remember it. Yeah, I know I'm blanking so much on this quiz. It's ridiculous. Because oh, I was surprised when I read it. Um... No, it's it's completely gone. Uh, Ezra Miller. No, it's Emil Hirsch. Emil Hirsch. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Final question. Um, what is the name of Channing Tatum's character in Jupiter Ascending? This is ridiculous. <laughs> Why can't I not remember this at all? This is the main character. So I know Jupiter is the name of the other character. I, I'd uh, argue that that's probably the main character, isn't it? Um, that's the main character, yeah, Jupiter. Um, but 
Chang Kagun's character. I have no <laughs> idea. This is ridiculous. Go on. Uh, Kane Wise. Yeah. There you go. We we neither of us know anything about we the films. We, it's, it's a draw. We a nil nil draw. Um, how proud we can be of that. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm very embarrassed by Emil Hirsch that's that an easy one this is embarrassing um, but I'm sure we'll do much better next time when we're quizzing on Charlie's Angels um, partly in the theme of today but also because there's a new one coming out uh, one and two then just the two films just the two well, hey all questions about the upcoming uh, uh, reboot if you want okay uh, what's our main topic for next time Zijan we will be looking at the very lauded Joaquin Phoenix's ego, the Joker. I am very excited by this film. So I'm looking forward to Me that. Me too. And we'll see you then. Bye. <laughs>